Hello, good morning, and welcome to the Worker Placement Blog Podcast, the gaming podcast that's recorded while I drive to work. I am your host, Jake Talapic, and it's Wednesday. What you playing Wednesday? We're to the hump day. We're getting there, guys. It's good. Good stuff. So today I wanted to talk about uh, two games that I'm playing. I'm currently still playing uh, Rocket League on the Switch. Uh, This is weird, okay? I was playing, I was playing standard uh, solo, which is a ranked mode, um, and I had ranked in mid-plat. Uh, for my rank, which, whatever, it's, it's not a great rank, it's not terrible, it's okay. So I had ranked in mid-plat, and I took a break for two days, came back, and it said, hey, you need to replace. And so I did my whatever, four replacement matches or whatever, and then I, uh, I was placed in gold. Very bizarre. I'm not sure what happened there. But anyways, that's a whole different story. So, playing Rocket League, uh, still playing Slay the Spire, which is a pretty good, fun game. I've already talked about it at length. Uh, Heroes of the Storm, although I haven't really had a chance to play the last couple days. I've been kind of busy, and the new patch drops with Maev. Very interested in checking that out. She seems like a, uh assassin that I would very much like. Uh, very very much my place. I'll go in and get out. That's kind of, you know, I'm, a, I'm pretty aggressive, so... Uh, but anyways, what I want to talk about today, one board game, one video game. The uh, video game I've already mentioned, yesterday when we were talking about roguelikes, I mentioned Darkest Dungeon. So Darkest Dungeon I actually bought like two years ago when it came out. I mean, it's been around for a while. And I couldn't really get into it at the time. I don't know why, maybe I've changed, my tastes have changed, but... I couldn't really get into the game. It just seemed like there was too much going on. Like, to give you an idea, there is, there's a lot going on in this game. It is not a simple game. This game is a game for people who maybe like JRPGs, like your number cruncher and your a planner and you like to maximize and minimize everything you possibly can. So... There's just a lot to focus on in this game. And so I didn't really like it at the time. I guess it just wasn't my speed. But anyways, I started playing it again last week, and I've been enjoying it. I'm not spending too much effort on tracking everything just because they're like you have people's traits to track, and then you've got uh, all of their different abilities because there's several different abilities each person could have, but you can only take four in with you, and... Uh, party comp, I'm not spending a ton of time focusing on that. And stress levels, pretty much if you get above uh, 100 stress, I'm just sending you to the cloister and you're, you know, getting de-stressed. Um, so I'm not spending a ton of time, you know, trying to maximize the intricacies of the game. But I am enjoying... Uh, getting the different characters and trying to get them through the dungeon without getting them too much stress so that they don't get new terrible traits. Uh, but yeah, uh, I can't, and I haven't discovered how to get good traits yet. There is a way. I know that there is. Um, I think it's a new building. I just haven't unlocked yet. But 
Yeah, I, I think it's a good, interesting game. It's a turn-based strategy game. So if you like turn-based strategy, party building, um, it, it's definitely worth checking out. Uh, it's got this interesting torch mechanic. I don't know how I feel about it. I think it might just be too much. <laughs> but basically, you have this torch at the top of your screen. And every so many steps you take, the torch gets darker. Okay? And the darker the torch, the harder the game is. And But the harder the game is, the better loot you get. So it's a trade-off of pressing your luck, kind of. So I've been keeping the torch at max this whole time so far. I haven't played with letting the torch drop too much. But, uh, but that is a mechanic in the game that I know you can utilize. So... Anyways, Darkest Dungeon, again, if you're interested in roguelike, turn-based, team-based strategy with, like, character development management stuff, I, I know that that's a lot of words spew there, but that all of those words definitely fit in with, uh, with this game, so... If that sounds interesting to you, I know it's just released on the Switch. They also have the, like, Definitive Edition on Steam, which is uh, really... It comes with all the expansion content and all that stuff. So, uh, again, I have not felt the need for it yet. I've still played the original copy that I bought several years ago, so... So Darkest Dungeon is one game I'm playing right now. The second game I'm playing, uh, we played it last week at Board Game Night, and we'll probably, I don't know if we'll play it again this week, but we played a lot. And that's a game called Mysterium. I don't think I've talked about Mysterium yet. So what Mysterium is, is one person is dead. They're a ghost. They've been murdered. And all the other players are psychics who are getting dreams that are inspired by the ghost. So the ghost is trying to give dreams to these um, these psychics so that they can guess what, uh, sorry, who, what, and where killed the ghost. Here's the catch. Every single psychic is trying to solve a different solution. So, for example, at the beginning of the game, we lay out eight cards that are characters and they all have very unique things on them. So, like, one might be a seamstress, and she'll have some ribbon and a pin, and she might be wearing a hat. And then the next guy is a policeman, and he's got, like, a Bobby's hat and a nightstick and some handcuffs and maybe a badge. And these things are associated with this card, but then the ghost's job is to... Uh, take these abstract dream cards and give them to players so they can associate themselves to a card. For example, the dream card might not have a policeman on it, but it might have something that's shaped like the badge and colored like the policeman's hat. So the ghost might give the person that card to try and get them to guess the policeman. Now, maybe there's another card the ghost gives them that has a stick on it. So now you're thinking, okay, there's a bobby stick... And you're trying to use these dream cards, these abstract dream cards, to get these players to guess their solution. Because one person has the policeman, but another person will have the seamstress. So, once they guess their person, then they go on to guessing a location. All these location cards are very, you know, distinct pictures with lots of little details going on that the ghost could call upon 
to try and get the players or the psychics to guess what their card is. And then finally, a slew of weapons. Um, these are usually a little bit more straightforward than the locations and the people. It's just a singular object on a colored background, so candelabra or a knife or a poison vial, something like that. So once the players have guessed all of their solutions, there is a final phase where the ghost is going to make a three-card clue to guess one of the player's full solutions, so person, place, and thing. And then the psychics will vote on which one they think is the uh, the final solution. So, really cool cooperative game. Uh, very thinky, very creative, if you're a creative person. Uh, lots of conversation back and forth between the psychics. The ghost is not allowed to talk, obviously. So... If you are looking for a game that is more game and less party, but still introducible to people who don't play games, Mysterium is a fantastic choice because it just it's easy to understand. You just say, okay, one of these eight cards is yours. I'm going to give you cards to help you guess which one it is. And they can talk to everybody, you know. And as the ghost, sometimes I'll help if they have a question about the game, not about the solutions or the or the guessing, but actually about how the game works. I'll give them clues onto that as well. So there's also some bidding mechanics that help players, uh, which you can play. It's optional; you can play with it or not. But uh, I do play with it. I think it's a good addition to the game, uh, where players vote on whether they think the other psychics are correct or not so that is a fun game for uh, you know it's very beginner level if you're getting into the hobby but definitely one I'd recommend having in your collection because it's accessible to all all people can play Mysterium I've even played it with you know little kids and they kind of get what's going on and uh, yeah lots of fun so those are my two games that I'm playing right now Darkest Dungeon on the computer, but it's also on the Nintendo Switch. And I'm also playing Mysterium, which is a board game. There is an app version of it. It's pretty good. I like the app version a lot. It also allows you to unlock bonus content that's not in the board game, which is always cool to have access to more content. So check them out. Let me know what you think. Uh, have you played these games? What were your experiences with them? Hit me up at TLAP on Twitter, Jake Tilapic on Instagram, or you can always go to www.tlap.com, that's T-E-E-L-A-P.com, to listen to all the episodes and leave comments. Tomorrow is Thursday. We'll do a break it down tomorrow of something. Uh, we've been doing a lot of board games, uh, so we might do a video game tomorrow, I believe do something cool so anyways tune in tomorrow for that looking forward to hearing from you guys you guys are always awesome so until next time keep playing games and remember to have fun goodbye